0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard is targeting quality signings to improve Rangers As Alfredo Morelos loses his yellow card appeal Neil Lennon's preparing to welcome back Callum McGregor and then Tom Rogic to the Celtic midfield And a landmark weekend for Stephen Robinson as he prepares for his 100th game in charge of Motherwell I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Derek Johnson and Daryl Broadfoot Big weekend ahead Derek Mm. But uh, new signings won't help Stephen Gerrard at the moment and by... This time next season It could be too little too late Derek Johnson A huge weekend Everywhere you look Spread out a bit Celtic not playing until Sunday Rangers yeah. trying to get back to business Well back they, to have, winning they have to win tomorrow Rangers It's as simple as that It's a full house there Not a ticket to be had St. St. Mirren I was at the St. Mirren game on Monday You know And I thought they played really well Deserved at least a point But they didn't get it So they're going to have to fight hard To get something It's St. Johnson The big one for me I think is Motherwell Hibs Two of them fighting for that top six place. That's a massive, massive game tomorrow. And let's not forget again the championship. I think game of the day, arguably Falkirk against Partick Thistle. Mm, yep. Big games everywhere you look. Over to you on the phones is 0141 951 1025 on Twitter. We are at Clyde SSB. Uh, Derek Johnson, you were at Ibrooks the other night. I'm sure the disappointment's still raw. You always hear this from footballers, don't you? Though the best thing you can do is get back out there and play and, <laughs> and all the rest of it. So that's what it will be. About for Rangers this weekend Push all that stuff to the the back of your mind If you can um, And just get back out there and try and win Well well, it's gone It's as simple as that You can't look back and say I should have done this And this should have happened It's gone They weren't good enough to beat Aberdeen on the night I think Aberdeen got it spot on tactically You know at times went man for man with Rangers They bullied Rangers And you can see that with the nine yellow cards that they received But uh, you know they've won the game Their whole philosophy was going down to Glasgow And winning, getting in that semi-final Well they did it And I think they did it with ease Rangers were bitterly, bitterly disappointing You would think that arguably that was their biggest game of the season You know and it just didn't happen for them Not not too many get Mm. pass marks The manager I would imagine would be absolutely fuming with them But listen they can't go on and on about that it's a, a big game I know the last time They played Kilmanic At Ibrooks, It was 5-0 You know A rout I think Kilmanic Will be out To prove that That was a, a wrong score You know On that day So this is going to be A hard hard game For Rangers tomorrow It's as much a test of character As well as a test of yeah. Capabilities They're in a No man's land now In the league Cups are gone 8 points adrift of Celtic 8 points ahead of Aberdeen Do the players have the desire Do they have the character To keep going In what already looks like A futile mm-hmm. title challenge I think now their hopes rest on two old firm games, but there's been nothing in those Aberdeen performances. You look at the the points dropped over the course of the season. They haven't beaten Kilmarnock in the league this season. So yeah. a lot of question marks. In fact, more question marks than arguably there have been at Stephen Gerrard's career so far. And, and from a Celtic perspective then, is it all about making sure it doesn't become nervy? Because eight points isn't nervy, but all of a sudden, if you, if you drop points yeah. again for the second consecutive weekend and Rangers have won the previous day, then people are going to ask questions. It perhaps gets a bit closer than Celtic will feel it should. So from their perspective, is it just about chalking the games off now? Well, naturally, and, and in Neil Lennon, they have somebody who's been in this movie before. The questions, I think, are all on Rangers' side. Can Rangers win the first game in league competition against Kilmarnock, you know what you will get from Kilmarnock. They'll be difficult to break down. They'll be compact in midfield. Rangers from the outset this season said success for Stephen Gerrard, success this, Stephen, this season would be 
a cup final oblique silverware and finishing second. The question is, now that the cups are away, will second be seen as sufficient success for the investment that's been made in that squad? And for Neil Lennon, Derek, it wasn't the end of the world, but they dropped points for the first time at home this yeah. season against Aberdeen. On paper, you're going to somewhere like Dens Park. There's a, many people would have you believe there's only one winner. So, <laughs> from their perspective, it's about taking care of that 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 type of pressure. Well, it is. I think I think the pressure is now off. I mean, they've still got to go out and do it. I mean, once you start relaxing, because remember, listen, Dundee are still fighting. You know, they, they they've every chance of, of going. They've a chance of going down as well. So, the more points that they can get, the better. This is a free hit for them. On Sunday They're at home They're playing against Celtic They will have a go They won't sit back Well maybe they will sit back Who knows Having watched Aberdeen do it Last week Get everybody back behind the ball And go man for man at times You know They, they managed to get a point Dundee might feel They can do the same But Celtic can't take their foot off the gas If they do that And they drop a couple of points And Rangers start winning Then it all changes again The number you need tonight Is 0141 Couple of things in the news today Alfredo Morelos Has been unsuccessful In his appeal against the yellow card Picked up for diving Against Aberdeen That would rule him out of Rangers First Scottish Cup game next season If he's still there of course Derek Johnson That would be the, the big one But dare but I say I, I didn't think it was a yellow card And it wasn't a dive I mean at the, at the time when I watched it I went God he's gone down very Dramatically there But when I, when I watched it from behind the goal There's a camera Both arms are around his neck And he goes down So it's not a dive He's touched Whether you think he went down you know, easily doesn't matter. He was touched, mm. and like most people, he goes down in the box. It's not a dive. If had you not been touched, and he goes down, that's a dive. So I think he's really unlucky, and I'm surprised that having mm. looked at that today, the three men that were looking at it, or whoever three women that were looking at, it, I don't know. You know how they they, they mm. haven't seen that. I've no idea. Darryl, the key the key to remember for an appeal, <clears throat> Daryl, is the, the the three man independent panel are not asked. Do you think that was a dive? Are you going to try and out-geek me Absolutely here? Absolutely not. I'm, in our workings of the judicial panel protocol. to your superior knowledge. <laughs> um, but the, the question isn't, did Alfredo Morelos dive? The question is, did the referee make a clear and obvious error? And, and this is and becoming more no, apparent with the new process. Um, and also, I think what's happening is a, a, a closer alignment to the UEFA reading of it. So, like Derek, in first view, it's not simulation. But the question on the appeal is not... Was it a dive or not? Is it a clear and obvious refereeing error? And the three-person panel will look at the footage available. I had a look on the BBC website today, had a look online, and you cannot make conclusive view that it is simulation or not. You cannot say that the referee has made a clear and obvious error because I don't think the footage would substantiate it. So, ironically, I don't think it was simulation, but looking at the footage available, I don't think the panel can make a... Clear decision that the referee hadn't made an error. Well, should, well, well so which way do they go? Do they just leave it then? Obviously, they have. That, that's they, they have, and, and Rangers lodged the appeal, so it's not as if the Scottish FA or the compliance officer is making the claim on their behalf. Rangers have launched the appeal as they're right to do on, on simulation. That appeal's been heard, but it won't be a clear case of did he dive or not. The the yeah. the, the tariff will be has a clear and obvious refereeing error occurred. You know, the, the, the way I, I looked at it, I mean, diving for me is when you're not touched at all. You got somebody comes in for a tackle and you can see it coming and you dive because you think you're mm -hmm. going to get hit. Nobody touches you. That is a dive. But for me, in midfield, if somebody puts your arm around you nine, 99 yeah. times at all, the, the referee kick. will give a free yeah. kick against you. So what's the difference when it's in the box? And the FIFA laws don't help because under IFAB rules, you can still be 
touch There can still be contact But simulation occurs If you embellish the simulation And I know there was another case Involving Morelos earlier on 01419511025 Is the <laughs> number you need Come on let's hear from you Gary's first up in Canvas Lang We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard soon What are your thoughts tonight Gary? Uh, I'm just phoning to ask the panel uh, why? Well, I'm not giving him a hard time But I'd like to know I don't think Stephen Gerrard's done anything wrong And he's only his first season Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean well, Let me ask you Gary Let's get a bit more of a feel for it What were your expectations for Stephen Gerrard this season? Be honest with us Well, I was expecting him to come in He's obviously turned his round We're a far better team than we were last year And... As I say, we're eight points behind Celtic. I don't think it's that. It's, it's no disastrous, and I just think the panel are obviously giving Stephen Gerrard a bit of a hard time. I'm not giving, not giving them a hard time, but in what ways do you think Rangers are a far better team than they were last season? Because the numbers don't back it up, and there's been lots this week on after uh, the number of games, twenty nine versus twenty eight. How many games have been won between Stephen Gerrard and, and the previous two managers? And actually, they match up. So. While the players might be of a better standard, the players aren't delivering the kind of results that I think the fans expect, and certainly Stephen Gerrard was expecting, given some of his recent media comments. But I think I think that's false, Darrell. You know what? You know why? But you're saying oh, the, the points are not that much difference. It's a harder league this year. I think we were talking halfway through the season that this has been the best league for a long, long time because mm. Hearts were playing really well. Kilmarnock were up there. Hibs were up there. Hearts were up there. Aberdeen Rangers. It was it's been a harder league, and he's got them ten European games, something they've yeah, never had for eight years. Absolutely. So I, I do, I do. People are saying, "Oh, it's been a, a terrible." I don't think it's been a terrible season. I think that's his first season in Scottish football. He now knows what teams are all about. He now knows what their stadiums and their parks are like. I think he will learn a lot from that, and he will know that he needs better players if he's going to challenge Celtic. That's the biggest thing he'll learn. So I, I would like to think come the summer. There will be recruits And I think you mentioned that today Yeah, I'll you know, tell you what Gary Gary you hang on the line then And we'll, we'll play that clip From Stephen Gerrard You can come back in He says he did feel low After the defeat on Tuesday He's insisting though He's determined to get Rangers Back to the top He says some of the signings Haven't made the impact he wanted And he'll focus on quality Over quantity in the summer I've been a bit low And a bit flat But I'm fine I'm, I've picked myself back up I'm ready for the next challenge And I will guarantee you that I will improve myself personally And I will do everything I can To improve things That's all I can do There had to be a lot of change when I took over in the job uh, I knew I weren't going to sort the problem out in one transfer window not even two but without a doubt we've moved forward we've improved players that were here before have raised the game players that we've brought in the majority have, have stood up and, and done really well some haven't so we're aware of that and we'll continue to try and improve the 11 continue to try and improve the 18 what I can do is guarantee the supporters here that every bit of time and effort and energy from myself from Mark Allen from the recruitment team we're doing everything we can to make Rangers a better team and a winning team and my confidence hasn't changed that I can make that happen but it's not going to happen overnight Rome wasn't built in a day and this job was huge when I walked in and it was huge for a reason because a lot of things needed fixing on and off the pitch and we're doing everything we can to make that happen there will be change here there'll be, there'll be new players there'll be better players because the current players need some help and support to keep growing and keep improving and give them a better chance of competing for, for, for what's available so there will be change we will get more quality and, and add to it and we will improve of course we will but I don't expect the same terms and numbers because I don't think we need a squad overhaul I think we need some bits of mag magic, a couple of marquee players to add to what we've got to, to maybe go to another level. Gary? 
Ah, totally I agree with everything he says. I say the guy's the guy knows what he's talking about, do you know what I mean? He's no daft. And I just feel maybe throughout the season, I would post a few kind of stupid points along the line. But I wouldn't say it's a, a disastrous season. And I just think mm. uh, the panel maybe give, not giving him a hard time, but do you know what I mean? I but, think it all comes down to it all comes down to the language you use, Gary, because no, no one said it's disastrous. No one's even gone close to saying that it, it was disastrous, have they? Well, he's obviously saying it's not, is it a good season or is it a bad It's, it's not a bad season. Currently, has been underwhelming. It's a bad season, considering maybe we've lost, we've lost some stupid points along the along the road. You know what I mean? But I think Rangers fans can tolerate remaining behind Celtic because Celtic have far greater means, and Celtic have had uh, three seasons of uninterrupted success. Stephen Gerrard, I think, changed the dynamic. I think the 29th of December beating Celtic. I think Rangers fans thought we might have an outside chance here. I think the Rangers board and the manager thought now is the time. That's why Stephen Davis came in. That's why Jermaine Defoe came in. However, the reality is, as much as Celtic's wage bill is approaching sixty million, Rangers' wage bill twenty four million pounds at the last estimate, and they've lost three times to Aberdeen, who have a third of the budget. So while I understand Stephen Gerrard saying I have to improve, for that level of investment. To lose three times, draw twice against an Aberdeen team that at least looks as if it's got the semblance of a strategy. With Dean Campbell, Lewis Ferguson, Greg Stewart coming in, McKenna, Connor McLennan, young Scottish players. So if they don't win the league this season, which I think is a remote possibility for Rangers, how much more can you legitimately expect from a Jermaine Defoe or a 34-year-old Stephen Davis who were in on High wages See I said it earlier about You know I think teams are a lot better This year They're a lot better organised They know how to play The big sides And for all that You spoke about Aberdeen There Darrell You're absolutely right I think they've got A lot of good youngsters And I think they play well But at the end of the day They're eight points Behind Rangers You know They may have beaten Rangers three times But you know But Rangers are eight points Ahead of yeah. Aberdeen In second place and far better than they were at this stage mm. last year. They were lying third or fourth or whatever it was. But would Rangers fans genuinely accept second best in the league rather than the potential for a cup final or a trophy? Gary? Well, obviously, that, that would be a wee bonus this year. Do you know what I mean? But as I say, I, I just think the guys maybe, as I say, you can't expect maybe somebody to walk into a, a new business and just turn it in like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think we'll be a lot stronger and a lot better for it. Uh, for next season But yeah I would certainly As I say We've narrowed the gap this year That, that was all you could really ask for Alright Thank you to Gary and Canvas Lang It's 0141 To get involved in the phones If you would rather tweet We are at Clyde SSB Let's stay on the phones Charlie's a Rangers fan on the line Hi Charlie How you doing Gordon? Not bad What's your point tonight Charlie? Uh, what it was It was in that game uh, And uh, you know the weather And all that mm-hmm. I'm like saying myself uh, the saying half, I've always been Gerard, I'd have to help me use the wind with the ball and get right into the box and what have you, but you never done that. But what I'm on about is um, Derek's turning around and saying that, that was never a diver. And the only thing I could say was uh, the only thing that was missing was the swimming pool with uh, Morellis. And uh, the thing about finishing second, I believe if we see we don't wake my ideas up, see if we, like, that's a Johnson game, I was at that and all, unbelievable. I spoke about this a way back when we get beat by Livingston. And I come on and I turn around and said, our season is over. Right? See when we get beat by Livingston on time, that was the deal in the coffin. We should have never ever get beat with them. 
and, and uh, you keep even saying, oh, what's wrong with getting beat with Livingston? You know? Well, a lot's changed since then, Charlie. Yeah. I mean, you, you've beaten Celtic since then. You went virtually level. Was it level in points that day? Albeit Celtic had a, a game, game in hand. hand. So, I mean, I don't think you can go as far back as that and say that was the end of the season, can you? I well, that's what I said, JT. Because what happened? What's happened since then? Nothing. Well, well you no, beat Celtic. I just said that. Well, we beat Celtic. That's the highlight of the season. You know, but you can't just say, "Oh, we beat Celtic." That's highlight of the season. End of story. No, of you course know? not. But it's still something you didn't manage to do in previous seasons. But why did they more than that? The thing is, as I say, the other night there, I was diabolical. That's the worst I've ever, ever seen them play. But they were not fighting them or nothing. See them at the Wobbington team. It was back to the old Wobbington team. They were kicking the ball out for the back. Uh, Goldston was getting the ball. He was passing it for the back. There were three minutes to go, right? And what Goldston was kicking the ball back to the goalkeeper. What's that all about? You know what I mean? You should have been up there trying to get a goal at least. And it's all good now. Win the game. They could have played all night. I saw right to the death, day. I saw right to the death, and I, I knew we weren't going to even do anything. And it was I, just, th- I think that's the challenge. I mean, Creativity. And Stephen Gerrard said that often enough. We need that number 10. And for all the efforts, for all the players brought in, I still don't think they've cracked that position. The person who can actually get in between the lines and make a difference. Scott Arfield, who I think was a tidy English Premier League player, is suddenly the best they have in that creative role. Compared to Celtic, who haven't had a vintage season either, lost four games this season already, are without Livian Cham, without Callum McGregor, right, uh, Christie, can still eke out victories because they have enough up top. And I think that's part of Rangers' challenge. When you talk about um, Rangers' season and, and when did it end, which may be slightly premature, but I get your point. Arguably, the, the credible title challenge lasted the width of the Christmas break. The victory against Celtic that got everybody enthused was followed up by a 2-1 defeat against Kilmarnock. Yeah. And that's the challenge. Rangers, when they get themselves in a position to believe, yeah. they mm. don't deliver. They, they just lack consistency. As most teams do, we accept that. But Rangers have gone from playing really well against Celtic you know, to, to, to being really poor against St. John's. I thought St. Johnston game was the poorest they've been all season. Not not far away was the Aberdeen game, you know, in midweek. But... You know, Aberdeen proved when they get their head down. You know, it was only four days previous that they've gone to Celtic Park and stopped them winning like yet again at home. You know, some, they played exactly the same way. Well, Aberdeen they, definitely deserve credit. Let's oh, absolutely. Let that get, get that's that's what I'm week. saying. I mean, people say, oh, they're boring to watch. Yeah, but they got through, they won the game, and that's the most important thing. They were tight at the back. That I counted eight or nine times in the game. Aberdeen had 11 players back behind the ball, all 40 yards from their own goal. I mean, that's what they did. They just defended, gave Rangers nothing, and they defended mm. on the little scraps that they were going to get up front. And eventually, they got the, the bonus in the third minute with a terrible pass they scored. And then near the end, when Rangers were pushing, you know, they've come up and get a second goal. It's a one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're going to hear from Neil Lennon after the travel with Amber. So far, more than a quarter of a million pounds has been won. Seventeen thousand. Twenty-one thousand. Twenty-two thousand. Twenty-five thousand. Twenty-seven thousand. And we ain't stopping. Can't believe me. The cash register. The final week of the cash register starts Monday morning at eight. Clyde one. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Daryl Broadfoot here alongside Derek Johnson this evening Give us a call or send us a tweet That's what Scott McFarlane's done He says for me Rangers need stronger characters that can bully Instead of being bullied No leadership just now When it's going well it's fine uh, But when it's going wrong there's no one to get stuck in And they look lost and Gary Hughes says I wish some fans understood football better We lack a final ball at times But have improved a lot since last year 01419511025 in the phones uh, let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon, shall we? He expects Scott Bain to take over as Scotland's number one. Alan McGregor retired earlier this week, of course. Craig Gordon's out injured. Uh, Neil Lennon also says Callum McGregor could return from injury this weekend and that the Scotland qualifiers might actually help him get up to speed for that Rangers game at the end of the month. Well, I think he probably will be number one for Scotland. I'm not sort of telling Big Eck how to do his job, but he's been in superb form. I know him very well. You know, I've had him at Hibs for a brief time. So I'm a big fan of his, but um, the improvement in him since he's come here has been huge. You know, he's really filled into the jersey, and he's been exceptionally good. So delighted if he does get the call up, and well, he has. But delighted if he is in number one. I'm sure he won't let anybody down. It's been meteoric, you know, the last year or so for him, and um, you know, there's nice composure about him. He's got good hands, good agility, and um, he's certainly playing very well for me at the moment. Can I ask you about Callum McGregor? Obviously, he's not played in the last few weeks, and he's in the Scotland squad. Chris, he at the moment in terms. He's back in training, so he's in contention for Sunday. Probably benef- benefit him, yeah. You know, obviously with the Rangers game coming up after the break, but he may figure on on Sunday in some capacity. So it's good, great to have him back. Uh, Scott Bain is he the new Scotland number one? Well, I think if anybody knows, it will be Stephen Woods, the goalkeeper <laughs> coach for Celtic Scotland. So yeah, um, I think it's a natural choice uh, Craig Gordon's been injured the last couple of weeks but was displaced on on form beforehand I think it's a bigger opportunity for Scott Bain as well because in Alan McGregor's retirement Craig Gordon with injury 36 years of age I think mm. there's actually a big gap now to be filled because we thought that those goalkeepers including David Marshall would go on forever David Marshall's back um, first choice again but but not in the picture so it's all there for Scott Bain yeah. Obviously there's been speculation Around Angus Gunn But um, I was around Scott Javé First time um, Angus Gunn's name Was mentioned And at that time He didn't want to make a decision yeah. Obviously his dad Renowned Scottish internationalist and, and, and player But I think the prize of England Meant that he wanted to Hedge his bets So if he chooses not To play for Scotland And wants to focus on England Which is a far more competitive market Then I think the path is clear For Scott Bain to be Number yeah. one for club and country Potentially for the next decade And I'm always Wary of making such boasts But when yeah. you look at the yeah. Age of John McLaughlin for example And Younger goalkeepers tend to Need a few mm. seasons to get that experience So he's in prime position He's the on-form goalkeeper at this moment in time I think he deserves to play To be perfectly honest I think he's come on a treat I think when you look at him in the old Firm game If it wasn't for him You know, he had three or four magnificent saves So he's been there the big time The atmosphere It's not as if he, he, he can't handle it He can handle it and I think yeah, I think he will be the number one choice, whether it's for ten years or not. You know, all depends. Angus Gunn as a smashing keeper as well. Having watched him the last two or three months, he's been mm-hmm. outstanding as well. But it's good we've got two young goalkeepers. Hopefully, that are going to get thrown in there. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Pat is a Celtic fan on the line. The last thing we heard from Neil Lennon, Pat, was that Callum McGregor could feature this weekend. I'd imagine that's music to your ears. Yes, excellent. That is my point. I'll go back to tomorrow's game. That's my point. I phoned down a bit. 10 minutes ago for any team Rangers this was the season to challenge Celtic for the simple reason every team gets every team gets injuries but this season I could go to 
at the back at one time we had a defender with Aya Koyata, Tierney long term, midfield with Cha, Rogic, Brown, Christie twice, and a 20-odd goal man season up front, Griffiths at Edward up front, with Young Johnson playing centre-forward, and this was the best chance for any team. Plus, with the end of the World Cup, freezing training was held up. This was a chance for any team in Scotland to catch Celtic, but it hasn't happened. Listen, you're right with all your injuries But they weren't all injured at the same time You know, it's not as if they had 15 players out I mean, they've they've got the best squad in the league I I don't think anybody would disagree with that I think they've got a very, very strong one Have had for the last three or four seasons That's where they are when they are Mm. If two or three of their players get injured They've always got players that'll come in and do a turn Sometimes, like everybody else They don't play as well as they can But the one thing that Celtic do and they have done for a long time as if they've had an off day they still managed to get three points and that's the important thing I think it is pretty much impossible to compare teams and say who's had you know the worst injury list yeah. particularly when they've all got different size squads and different amounts of resources having said that if you're just talking about specifically at the moment Darrell and specifically in that area behind the striker Callum McGregor Tom Rogic Ryan Christie all out that that will be a huge sigh of relief to Neil Lennon if he can get one or a couple of those guys back for the running. Absolutely. You look at the last minute winner that Edward scored against Hearts. When Celtic don't play well, they're still capable. They have players of winning matches. <clears throat> it's not been a vintage season. They've made that point. I think Celtic fans groan when they see near Beaton back alongside Scott Brown because without Callum McGregor, without somebody who likes to get up the pitch, the dynamic changes. But Celtic have more match winners And even on an off day There's still a minimum performance And I think neither Aberdeen Nor Rangers have capitalised on those occasions When Celtic have dropped points And with Callum McGregor in particular um, I mean you can look at it from a Celtic perspective But from a, a Scotland one It's certainly great that he, he's in there Because he's he's been I think it's a wee bit early for us to start a player of the year debate But he'll clearly be up there Derek <coughs> yeah, when, the, when the conversation comes around So for him absolutely. to be back even in a an international perspective is good news. Yeah, I think he's a terrific player, and I think he means an awful lot to Celtic. I think he's 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 done. I think you're right. He's he's one of the, certainly the top three names that will be in there for for Player of the Year. And it's just what he brings you. He brings you goals. He he brings you passing, great passing ability. He brings Work you ethic. energy. He That's works up and down. Saying the pitch. energy, he brings you everything you'd want from a player, and he's doing it at the at, in the at the top end. You know of of uh, of the, the the league here in Scotland, and I think he's been outstanding. Mm. And they they have missed him, that is for sure. And as much as the culture now is to criticise and condemn Brendan Rodgers for going to Leicester, Brendan Rodgers helped make Callum McGregor the player he is now by giving him the opportunity, giving him the chance. When the easy thing would be to go out and spend four or five million pounds on a player from England, no, he invested time and effort in him, and Callum McGregor has paid him back and Celtic in spades. Arguably the best player in Scotland Pat, a slight wobble at home to Aberdeen last week Albeit Aberdeen played pretty well defensively Can you see any such problems at Dens on Sunday? Uh, no, I actually think Looking up the fixtures We won on Sunday 2-0, 3-0 And although I think we'll beat Rangers at, Park, at Celtic Park, Parkhead uh, I draw one with a worse result Then at home to Lanniston game uh, league over And I actually Somewhere think before that, that as well I think about, so if we won the treble treble this year, it's one of the best feats ever. As I was answering early on about the injury list. Yeah, listen, it does. It starts coming down to arithmetic. Eight points is not a huge gap. Of course, it can be done, but at some point, a, a swing needs to take well, place. Rangers listen, need listen, to win the they, next two they, Old Firm games. They need, they need to lose three games, Celtic. 
and, 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 and that would be Rangers win winning every single every game. Every game. So you know, I mean, I've, I've never ever given Jock Wallace all battered into our heads. I don't care if you're twelve points behind us. There's enough points to win. We keep fighting right to the very end, and I've always had that as well. I mean, it could have happened last week when Rangers drew Drewby St Johnson and Celtic dropped points. There was a chance <clears> there to get it down to six. Six points It didn't happen Rangers blew their opportunity And there won't be All that many You know Times that they're going to Get that back again There's nothing in Rangers season That makes you think They can go on that run Take aside the four defeats Two to Aberdeen One to Kelly And one to Livy Eight draws Have been equally fatal Three against Hibs St Johnson Dundee Kilmarnock And Motherwell So it's not even as if It's teams In the top two or three that they've hemorrhaged points to it's teams up and down yeah. the division. Yeah, I mean, Derek, every every team in the world always wants to be more consistent, absolutely, don't they? And I think absolutely. for Rangers, someone can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm going off the top of my head. I think three league game, three league wins in a row is the maximum they've number that, that Rangers yeah. have strung together. So I, that that, that tells right. you why. I mean, I mean, it started so well when you think at Aberdeen, they played so well down to ten men for three quarters of the game, and they lose a goal in the ninety-first minute. Two points drop right away. Two weeks later, or was it the following week, Motherwell, you know, they, they, they get back, you know, 2-1 up, corner kick, 92nd minute again, they'll lose another goal, another two points. They've done that far too many times. Mm. Games that they've won, they've got to see them through. It's as simple as that. They haven't done that and it's been costly. It's Derek Johnson and Daryl Broadfoot here tonight, in case you're wondering what's happened to Hugh Keevans. I think he's, he's finally got a, a voice box change <laughs> over the last... Uh, it's like well, Tom Hanks in bed, isn't it? He's been replaced I, by a... I, th- I thought Friday was a new bingo night. <laughs> I don't know where he is He's fitting well though We always He's at that age That people start to worry When he doesn't turn up But no he's fine So there we go uh, Robert is an Aberdeen fan In Bailison Hi Robert Hi guys How we doing? Not too bad Robert, Hi, Robert. Are you come down From cloud nine yet After the other night? A fabulous result um, a, a, Unbelievable took, took, the, took the wind out my sails As far as my Criticism of Derek McInnes And his tactics Which is my point mm-hmm. um, well chuffed with the result, but I'm not getting carried away. We've, we've been in this position before where we've had, no pun intended, a false dawn. <laughs> Inverness Cali in the League Cup, we should have built on that. I don't know where he gets this, give the opposition two-thirds of the park and give them the ball and then play football. We've been caught out so many times. We were at the 4-3 game against Rangers at Petaudry a few weeks back. Uh, the 4-2 game. The 4-3 game against Celtic. It's, I don't know why he plays that. It obviously worked on Tuesday and I don't know why or how it worked on Tuesday. But that's his tactics and that's not going to get you very far. That'll oh, not work but, against Celtic. But I think he's changed his tactics. I agree with you. I think it was almost too respectful. Of Rangers and Celtic in previous years And the results bore that out And Stevie May would come in Out of nowhere just to run the line And there'd be effectively five in midfield But now, I think the difference The template might not have changed But the personnel has changed And they've got energy there As much as Lewis Ferguson's a young player You look at what he's capable of In that midfield, the energy, the drive The goals, the commitment I think Aberdeen now outwork Rangers and when you look at the results they've had against them, Rangers can't find a way to counteract Aberdeen in the same way that Aberdeen under Derek for the best part of two, three seasons couldn't find a way to beat Rangers. McLennan's come in as well, offers something different, and they just have a strong enough squad. The fact that Wilson comes from a pedigree of Manchester United and hasn't had a sniff 
shows you mm. how well oiled that machine is now. Robert, I know what you're saying maybe in, in previous times, but if you've come to Glasgow twice in a week, got a point at Celtic yeah. Park, better than anyone's done domestically this season, and beaten Rangers again in Glasgow, all in the space of a few days, surely Derek McInnes is entitled to have some belief in the tactics that he's, he's putting out there. Aye, aye, well, maybe he has, but I don't. I don't, but we've won Cup in 23, 23 years. I really honestly thought after we beat Inverness that we were going to go into greater and bigger things here. But again, to be no. fair, Robert, you've made a number of finals and semis since then. It's, it's not always easy to get over the line. You've, how many times have you come up against Celtic in the latter stages of Cups? Hello? Hello? You still with us? Plays at home. Sorry? Sorry, we lost you there. Carry on. Um, the way he plays at home, this give the give the ball to the opponent and give them two thirds of the park. Petrodri's a tight park. He started a game with two recognised strikers against Celtic two or three seasons ago. I don't know why he just didn't have a go. When you attack Celtic and when you go at Celtic, Celtic can't handle it as Rangers proved in December. <laughs> Well, Derek, it's a it's a strange timing to be critical of, of Derek McInnes. Yeah, but that, that's, much so. that's Robert's right as a, as an yeah, Aberdeen yeah, fan. Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, Robert, I don't know if you, if, if you travel in up to Aberdeen and watch him at home, but the home know, form's not been great. You, obviously, you look at two each against St Mirren and lucky to get a draw. Hamilton go up there and win two nothing. I cannot believe that the way Aberdeen mm-hmm. played, you know, on Tuesday night and last weekend against Celtic. I think that there's obviously a certain way they play against the other teams. But against against the old firm, they go man for man. They don't allow them to to to, to come out from the back. You know, they pressurise them. They wait on the little scraps, and when they do get the scraps, you know, like they did on on Tuesday night. You know, they took their chances away and won the game. I think I think tactically, Aberdeen were absolutely. They've been spot on, certainly against Rangers and Celtic. I mean, Derek McInnes, through trial and error, now understands his best team against Rangers and Celtic and his best team against the rest. At Petodre, you can afford to take a bit more of the game on. What you. You look at the Rangers game as a perfect example. They'd thirty-eight percent of possession. Happy for Rangers to have the ball yep. because they know that with no number ten, <clears throat> if you can keep Kent quiet on one side, Candace quiet on the other, then you've got a chance. You flood the midfield and you hit on the break. Stephen May will run all day long for you. And then when needed, you can start to bring on your substitute. And it worked mm. perfectly. And this so is, why the, this is them, Darrell, without Cosgrove, who's, yeah. the, who's the mainstay, mm. the man at school. And the guy Stephen didn't play, Stuart Steven. was on the bench. Yeah. So it was a different way of doing yeah. things. Right, thank you to Robert and Bailson. Keep the calls coming. Before we take another one, I want to tell you about this. Clyde One. The Cash Register. With wholesale domestic bathrooms. Service, style and value. That'll get you talking. Well, we, it's safe to say we did finish the week on cash register with a winner. £25,792.63. That is the correct amount. Superb, thank you very much. I've never had that kind of money in my bank account before. <laughs> Derek Johnson, yeah, what about that for a calm cool. response? Like Stephen, the computer engineer, scooping 26 grand 26 and just grand. taking it on the chin as if it was another day in he's, the he's office. Probably and then put it all in the gold cup. Oh, hopefully not. Please gamble responsibly. Absolutely not. Now, we've given away more than a quarter of a million pounds so far. Next wow, week is, is the final week of cash register. George will reveal the next amount, 8 a.m. on Monday's Bowie at Breakfast. Make sure you're listening to enter Text yes to 61025 That's yes to 61025 It's £2 to play plus your standard message rate You must be over 18 uh, The full terms and online entry are on our website Get involved now You could be one of the final winners on Cash Register With Wholesale Domestic Bathroom Sellington 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Derek Johnson and Daryl Broadfoot here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, just listening to Amber's Travel, thinking about the weather this weekend, how that Ooh. impacts the football. Ooh. The El Kesico off tonight, the big Highland Derby. Uh, so it looks like Ross Last County's. Last couple of games have been good between them as well. I was looking forward to watching that. Waterlogged pitch. So Ross mm. County's charge towards that title uh, is going to have to wait another week, but it's going to happen, isn't it? Um, it looks like it's going to happen. Their nearest have dropped like stones. Air. Um, if Lawrence Shanklin doesn't score, not the same force. Queen of the South. Jimmy Doby. If he doesn't. Queen score. of the South have up <laughs> to to the point where if they hadn't accumulated so many points in the first Gone, six yeah. games of the season, could find themselves in relegation trouble. It's. Arguably the most exciting league across the UK yeah. just now. Everybody looks to the English Championship and says, brilliant. You look at the Championship in Scotland just now, and from bottom to top, there's intrigue everywhere. Partick Thistle got out and thought they could have actually gone for a playoff place. A couple of blips and they're sucked back in. Falkirk now find themselves in, in good form. It really is every week. Results surprising. And they meet the tomorrow, one, Derek. The big one for me, I think, going tomorrow is Dunfermline against Dundee United. Dundee United's two main strikers both out, mm. you know, of the game, and that's. I mean, Dundee United will take. I mean, there'll be about four or five thousand at that game. Falkirk Partick Thistle's huge, though, isn't it? Fantastic. Absolutely huge oh, down there. Great, great weekend tomorrow. to look forward to yeah. all across the division. So get your thoughts in on the football. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Any of today's big stories as well? Let's hear from you. Not had any calls about. Uh, Alfredo Morelos's unsuccessful appeal Which surprises me But there we go It's up to you Give us a shout On Twitter Or on the phones Let's get straight back to it And speak to Craig and Clyde Bank Hi Craig Hi there, how you doing? Uh, first time caller uh, Long time listener um, You could have just come in and chapped the door as well You only live around the corner that... Sorry? I said you only live around the corner You could have come in and chapped the door <laughs> I know, I know I could I could probably just walk there I was that close to you <laughs> What's your point anyway Craig? Uh, my point is, uh, I've been listening to the radio all week, um, and I felt compelled to it. I'm getting a bit annoyed by some of the, the Rangers fans that are coming on. I'm a Rangers fan myself, and they're wanting Stevie Gerrard to be able to knock Celtic off a perch within one season. And that is an incredibly tough ask, in my opinion, to take them off with the kind of resources that we've had. But I think we need to give him some more time. He knows now he's core players that he can rely on. He's had this time to see them. He has developed He knows who he can lie on And now he knows how Who He can kind of move on In the summer if he can yeah. Hopefully We know Fredo Morales Is most likely going to go If a good money offer comes in And you've just touched on got, The biggest challenge right? That he has For all the players that he trusts The one player that Rangers are Over-reliant on Is Alfredo Morelos When you look at The goals he scored I think it's at, what 28 in all competitions mm-hmm. 16 in the league Kyle Lafferty Came back to A hero's welcome Five goals, six starts. He would have been as well staying at Hearts to play regular football. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine Defoe is at an age where you cannot legitimately look to next season where the pressure again intensifies if Rangers have any designs on stopping 10 in a row. Jermaine Defoe won't be there for that or can't be relied upon for 20, 30 goals a season. So as much as you say Stephen Gerrard understands the players he can trust, the one he's trusted most publicly and by Playing him almost um, relentlessly Might not be there mm. And if he is there I don't think there's a Sufficiently strong Supporting cast A number 10 Consistent uh, Goal scoring midfielders Darryl, Do you think At this moment in time That the Rangers are not looking out For another striker Because there's every chance That he can go in the summer And if they're talking 15 million or whatever <clears> 20 million 
Do you not think if somebody comes in for him and offers that money, he will go? I don't think there's any doubt. They are looking now and have been looking for a while on somebody that is a poacher, somebody that's going to get them go. And so I'd, imagine, will, I'd imagine Rangers will be pretty relaxed about that because yeah. you, they're protected. You know, it's either going to be a fee or it's yeah, or you keep but, them. But so. there's two things: there's replacing Alfredo Morelos, and there's laying a legitimate glove on Celtic. Yeah, because this season, and I go back to it, beating Celtic unlocked the purse strings. Defoe, Stephen Davis. Now Stephen Davis hasn't really. Um, justified that return yet Yes he hasn't played a lot But he's also 34 years of age So yet again The short termism Because as much as people say Celtic have got a rebuilding job next year And they do They do that from a position of relative strength Money in the bank Saleable assets Rangers have gambled I think on Defoe and Davis to get them closer to the championship and it's a gamble that's backfired so what happens next season how many of those trusted players do you genuinely think can take Celtic on and prevent 10 in a row Craig what do you think then looking ahead to next year what are your own thoughts on, on personnel I think we need two strikers We're going to, most likely we're going to lose Morelos so we're going to need at least two strikers next season we need a number 10 another centre back a solid centre back for a can partnership we can go with um, Goldson or Worrell? Goldson. Cottage. Cottage, obviously, he's been a bit up and down this season, so we need somebody to set partnership consistently with Goldson. Um, we've got Tavernieri, but I'm happy with him. Uh, Barrett, if he can stay injury free, uh, I would love to see Ryan Kent on loan again in another season. Yeah, I, uh, think, I think that might be Candace has been great this much. season. Ryan Jack has had a great season as well. We definitely need a number 10 We need at least two strikers We need a centre-back I'll, I'll tell you what Craig I said at the top of the programme You know Stephen Gerrard has now seen All the teams That, that play here He's now been at their away grounds He's now seen his own team and, and the lack of consistency You know With some of them And he said it himself You know There's a few that have disappointed And everything else He will need to get that right And he will he, he, He's just promised the Rangers fans And what he said You know This morning there will be better players coming in. He knows he's going to need better quality if he's going to challenge Celtic next season. Let's hear a bit more from him. Um, Stephen Gerrard, a number of topics covered at today's press conference, says he's unfazed by sectarian chanting he was subjected to by Aberdeen supporters on Tuesday. He hopes all the talk after tomorrow's game against Kilmarnock's just about football because, of course, Stevie Clark coming back to Ibrooks for the first time since he got... Uh, that abuse The Rangers boss also jumped to the defence of Mark Allen After Chris Boyd had a bit of a go In his newspaper column I'm fine, you know, words have never hurt me From when I was a young boy up until now I've had a lot of abuse at a lot of stadiums But I'm totally fine with that um, Let's hope we're talking about the football You know, again, I'll ask our supporters to behave in a Proper manner and get behind the team um, I'm sure they will But Steve Clark's not the only one who, who Who's had that of late And, you know, I've been part of it, but I'm fine with it It's no problem I don't think Mark Allen will care too much what Chris has said because first and foremost he's identified him as the head of recruitment and that's not his role. Mark Allen's the technical director of the football club and has done an incredible job since he's walked through the door. You know, when he's come in, there needed to be a lot of changes in the team, in the squad, in the staff, at Ibrox, at the training ground, and he's doing everything he can to improve things. And if you look at where the club is now compared to what he walked into, he should be applauded for the job he's done. But I don't think Mark will be too worried about what other people think about him. <laughs> I'm to be honest, I'm surprised Stephen Gerrard gets involved in that. I think it diminishes his authority. I'm equally surprised, and I say this as a big Chris Boyd fan, 
And I'm all for media having lines. But there comes a point when I think managers get a leg up by some of those comments. So rather than indulging them and then having to justify Mark Allen's role, <clears throat> let them wash over you. Because otherwise, the perception is that those words have riled people. When in actual fact, they should act as a motivation. Yeah. And if I'm Steve Clark, who's quick to have a go at other clubs and, and quick to say that he acts with integrity at all times, I'm surprised he hasn't had a word yet with Chris. Mm-hmm. You know, Stephen Gerrard is one of these people that protects people. <clears throat> and that's all he's saying. I mean, him, right. him and Mark Allen have got a good relationship, a very, very good relationship. And I, I think if somebody has a go at him, he feels compelled to come out and defend so him. So if David Proven so. comes out on Sunday for the weekend in his column, is he then obliged to respond? I just find it yeah, bizarre. I think, that I think he will. If, if it's a bad <clears throat> thing, then I think he will try and protect. If he thinks it's not right, I think then a manager. Come out and protect I think a manager of Rangers or Celtic should be sufficiently busy not to worry about what people are writing or saying in the media. The media's job to comment and observe, fine. But, but, but know, I think when you, you start fans to... are like that, if, if you <clears> don't <throat> respond to it, they say, well, it must be true because nobody's saying anything. <clears throat> I think that's the reason he comes out. Our actions speak louder than words. We're going to have to leave it there for now. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Already late for the news So don't blame me But it is Beat the Pundit time After that And if you fancy it tonight It's 01419511025 Picture it now You up against Derek Johnson Or Daryl Broadfoot Showing off your footballing knowledge Sweeping them aside And landing a signed ball It's that easy 01419511025 Be quick You only have until the news at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result You deserve Talk to Thompsons.com It's Derek Johnson and Daryl Broadfoot here with me Gordon Duncan tonight So keep those calls coming We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB We've been hearing from Stephen Gerrard Neil Lennon uh, Looking back on a, a difficult week for Rangers Looking ahead to the weekend We're going to look across as many fixtures as we can Motherwell fans I wonder if you are of a mind to get in touch Stephen Robinson A two year anniversary And also his 100th game in charge What would the report card look like Over those two years You tell us Beat the pundit first though With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Yes, beat the pundit time Daryl Broadfoot in off the subs bench To replace Hugh Keevans Will he be straight in to beat the pundit? Let me just make sure Roger Hanna's at the end of the line Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He would be my phone a friend as well If I had one I've Uh, got Daryl Hanna (laughs) Derek Johnson's here as well Heads I'm going to toss the coin in a second John is on the line John's a Rangers fan from Govan How are you tonight John? Aye, good. How's yourselves? Yes, not too bad. Are you feeling in confident mood? Last night's contestant just said, nah, not really. And I think he got a zero, so that was a one in the end. That's the lucky the question, really. You're right. You are right, John. Last night's were quite tough. Um, yeah. These are so so. Heads, it's Daryl you're up against. Tails, it's Derek. And it is Tails, Derek Johnson up against <sighs> John. Did you hear that sigh of relief there from Daryl Broadfoot <laughs> in the corner? Good uh, luck, John. All the best, son. Headphones on, DJ. And I will give Derek some Clyde too Make sure he's not listening in John 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Go for it What trophy did Virgil van Dijk not win with Celtic? League Cup Which former Scottish Premiership team played at Raydale Park? BSPL back then Pass Uh, Who do Motherwell face tomorrow? Pass Who was the only Rangers player in the PFA Team of the Year last season? Ross McGrory, I guess. Liam Lindsay plays for which English club? Pass. Uh, which club is nicknamed the Red Lichties? Oh, 
Abdroff. How many Scottish clubs Take your time I've already started How many Scottish clubs Did Jim Goodwin play for? Rough guess Three Okay let's bring DJ back Derek are you with us? Yes You are Same set of questions to you Shall we? <coughs> I'm ready Just clearing the throat there Are we alright? Okay. Ready Derek? I'm ready What trophy did Virgil van Dijk Not win with Celtic? League Cup Which former SPL team Played at Raydale Park? Pass Who did Motherwell face tomorrow? Hibs Who was the only Rangers player In the PFA team of the year Last season? McGregor uh, Scott Liam Lindsay Plays for which English club? Pass Which club is nicknamed The Red Lichties? Arbroath How many Scottish clubs Did Jim Goodwin play for? Four And name any of the teams Relegated from the English Premier League last season uh, Swansea Okay What do you make of the competition John? Uh, DJ's probably picked me On the last he thinks so He did get through one more than you didn't he Let's find out the damage uh, What trophy did Virgil van Dijk not win with Celtic You both went for League Cup It was Scottish, Scottish Cup. Cup So he did win the League Cup 1-0 uh, Which former <laughs> SPL team I changed it Because the question said Premiership team But we've had a wee rebrand since then Haven't we uh, Played at Raydale Park Gretna Gretna They shared with Fir Park in the top flight But it was Gretna So 0-0 after Good two game. questions Close. Yeah tight Or 2-0 Both defences on top here <laughs> Listen if you're over there And you don't have the pressure on Your score doesn't <laughs> count I'm afraid So third one Who did Motherwell face tomorrow It's Hibs Well done Derek 1-0 lead for you The only Rangers player In last season's PFA team of the year Unless Alan McGregor's a time traveller Was it Tavernier? It was James Tavernier, <laughs> Tavernier. Oh. Oh. Uh, That tricky one John Was that one with a bit more time You think you'd have got? Uh, he caught me out. He dived in on McCrory. Uh, so still 1 0 to Derek. Liam Lindsay plays for Darrell. Barnsley. It's Barnsley. No, still 1 0 to one Derek. Close game. Close game. Uh, which club is nicknamed the Red Lickies? It's our broth, John. Yes. You got it right. Always makes me a bit nervous when people are approaching a zero. So you got something on the scoreboard. But unfortunately for you, Derek got it right as well. 2 1 to Derek. Uh, Many Scottish clubs did Jim Goodwin play for? You went for four. Six. six. Celtic. Hamilton. St. Mirren. Alloa four. four Derek Johnson four. got it right So it's 3-1 to you. Derek um, And I'm afraid It was only going one way At that point Between Swansea, Stoke And West Brom Were his choices He did get that one right So I'm afraid four It's comfortable one. in the end Hard lines John A white wash Good effort white, John Good man John <laughs> That was John Thanks for phoning in Good man That was John N. Govan Your chance to play Beat the Pundit Back on Monday evening uh, At the same time You'll be happy with that yeah, very much so. You had a couple of defeats in recent weeks, but you've bounced I back. I won last week. That's Strength of character, yep. All that bouncing back and all the other football cliches that you usually hear. The Google works apply. fine in here. You said the Wi Fi was a bit low. <laughs> He's not fast <laughs> enough to Google. Google. You must Google. be joking. That's why it's so good on a Friday night, because when it gets to beat the pundit or the teaser, there is not a chance in hell <laughs> that Hugh Keevans or Derek Johnson have managed to Google the answers. Well, well, Hugh, Hugh can't Google in a Nokia exactly. 3310. And Derek always lets, uh, Derek doesn't know how to put his phone in silence, so I can always hear it Correct. if he's. So there we go. 0141 uh, Motherwell fans, I did say I wanted to hear from you. What's the report card for Stephen Robinson? Two years in, 100 games. Tomorrow Give us your report card On him on the phones Or on Twitter Let's speak to Michael Who's a Celtic fan First though Hi Michael How are we doing lads Hi Michael Good thanks Michael What's on your mind Well Do you know what boys I phoned up about this time Last year When the argument If you remember Was That the gap Has closed Between Rangers and Celtic And tonight I'm sitting here Hearing Similar arguments With different words 
And my point at the time was Celtic have international players in almost every position on the park and on the bench. And I think it was Keith Jackson, but it was definitely Alex Ray. Um, And I I thought to myself, um, the answers just never came up to the mark. Because Keith Jackson, I think, said, well, we're a good transfer window in the summer. Um, They'll close the gap. Now, if you look at the points total, and I think the papers have already done this, Stevie Gerrard's knowing any better than Warburton or Cashini or Murti. Well, he's one point better off than last season. Well, okay. And I'm not saying that's brilliant, I'm just saying just for accuracy's sake, he's one point better off. And 10 or 12 European games, yeah. Well, Derek, you say that. You well, know, well, I'm not saying it's a fact. I'm just saying that to you. You no, say no, they're, they're, they're no fact. better off. I think, I think they're far better than they were last year. Right. So, do you honestly think that the gap has closed? Well, obviously the gap hasn't closed because Celtic are eight points ahead in the league. Right. But, but so, it's, it's, it's up to now. I mean, up into 29th of December, you wouldn't have said that when Rangers no, beat Celtic. No, and, and it's an absolute fair point. I, t- I tell you what I see happening with Angels at the moment, and I'm a Celtic fan, mm-hmm. you obviously know that. Um, um, we went through utter despair for years and years and years. Um, but I, I just have an inkling that what we're beginning to see is the Liam Brady effect of Stevie Gerrard with Angels. Because unless you get an oil shake in there, to come in and buy an international player in every position, the gap will not close. You've got Neil Lennon in charge of Celtic now, who's got a better win ratio. He's got better win statistics than Brendan Rodgers did. I think we can get hung up on how Go the on. gap is. You've got If you look at the gap objectively, then... Rangers are 8 points behind Celtic Last year they finished 12 points behind Celtic It remains to be seen Whether they will objectively Reduce that gap Do Rangers have a squad capable Of challenging Celtic consistently Over the course of a season? No Are they any further forward In putting together a team Capable of mounting a title challenge? Not in the evidence of this season Are they improved on where they were last season? Yes If you take Alfredo Morelos Out the equation I think you can argue that that progress is minimal. They have better players. They're paying higher wages. But then if you compare... Well, why would you take Alfredo Morelos out of the equation though? Um, because on the basis that Alfredo Morelos is clearly the best player that, that they have. And we, we, we argued whether or not Rangers would keep him for, for next season. So let, let's, for the sake of argument, keep Alfredo Morelos in. Do Celtic, uh, or sorry, do Rangers have a strong enough squad, including Morelos, to challenge Celtic? No. The question is well, well, on the back. You, would you have said that though after the twenty ninth of December when it was closed, when it was very very close? Since then, but that's it, a, that's, that, that's a one off. And, and to go back to well, the point, not, around, well, no, I'm, I'm talking about the points difference wasn't eight. Yeah, I, I said start yeah. of the season. I don't think Rangers have a strong enough squad. What happened is I think the result buoyed certain people, and I think it gave Rangers fans, Rangers board, Rangers manager belief that Celtic, who were not at the same standard of previous two seasons. We could get at them I think that was probably The mindset of, of The Rangers board In comes Defoe In comes Davis And it's not made the difference The challenge Rangers have Is the, the kind of Self-inflicted one The lack of a strategy You go right back To Ali McCoist When Rangers were in Division 3 Oblique League 2 
And here again We're talking about Five, six players coming in And they need to improve And Stephen Gerrard's saying We don't need wholesale changes But I know who I can And who I can't There just doesn't seem To be the same Yeah but every Strategic every, but every plan club, Every club's got that though Darrell when, when, you, when you're in the situation That Rangers were in And you had to make them better then wholesale changes were going to happen. You had to but go they out don't. And get what you, what they you don't. You, you had to get out and get what no, you what no, was, you, what was you available. Look at, you look at Motherwell and Motherwell carry an average wage bill of twenty thousand pounds a week. It wouldn't get you half of. Yeah, but Jermaine Mother, Motherwell don't have but the they pressure have a strategy. of having to win the league and having to win. But cups they have and a strategy. Else. But that's not their objective. Their objective is to be yeah. the best they can be on a budget. And if you look at pound for pound, the success Motherwell have, pound for pound. The success Aberdeen are having Notwithstanding the fact that Rangers are second place They're still in with a shout of a cup Pound for pound I think Rangers have again Flattered to deceive Do you just have model players on 20 grand a week? Collectively oh, right. you had me, yeah. I think the collective wage bill of Motherwell Is around £20,000 mm. a week Yeah you're probably right And you look at what Motherwell achieve I think that's a far greater achievement Than a £25 million wage bill To be a better team Admittedly but I think Rangers fans' expectations with the Steven Gerrard effect and seeing some of those high-profile players come in legitimately can feel underwhelmed by the season so far. Having said that then, if you, if you want to make it all about budgets and we know sometimes <laughs> you, you can't do that, I mean, how many times greater now is Celtic's wage bill than, than Rangers and should that suggest a bigger gap than but 8 points? But it's sustainable and there's a strategy behind but, it. But should that manifest itself into a gap bigger than 8 points? Well, but, well then, then we're being objective on a points differential, mm. but how can you... Improve on a double yeah. treble and potentially a treble treble. But, but if that is the case, would be budget. Then why is Ajax beating Real Madrid over two legs? Because they have a Europe? strategy. They deliver no, young but, players. No, but you're on about budgets and, and everything. But, else. Two, well, but if, budgets don't mean a thing if, you, if the players correct. Don't play. But a budget with a strategy, you can deliver more than I think Rangers are currently delivering. So Rangers don't have a strategy. Well, I I, I can't see from the journey in League Two the number of the hundreds of players right back to John Daly and Kevin Kyle. We talk about young players coming through And I know you've seen the under-17s mm. and re- How many times have we heard about young Rangers players coming through? Where are they? But, but the, the difference is You're now talking about three or four different managers Correct And still no discernible so, strategy And how much money Has been invested, oblique, wasted And this is where you can't criticise the Rangers board If you gross up the money that has been invested Since Rangers found themselves in the bottom division And ask the question how much further on should we have been with a strategy back then that then required a bit of tinkering? Mm. How many of those young players at the time, if given two, three seasons up the divisions, might actually still be around and in yeah, those but, squads? Yeah, but the, dif- the difference in the pressure was on Ali McCoy's at that time was to get Rangers out of these divisions, you know, and up as quickly as possible. But what does that you say can, about... You can't do that and throw 17, 18-year-old kids in Well, what does that say about Murray Park, Ockenhowie, the Hummel Academy as it is now, that they cannot produce good enough players to be trusted to get out of the bottom well, division. I think you've been very, very unfair. Is, is the hope then, Derek, that that does happen soon? It's and if, if it hasn't happened yet, yeah. that, that it happens soon. Uh, Mark Allen has his critics, as we found in this morning's newspapers with Chris Boyd. We covered that off. He's not been here that long. Yeah. So, so Daryl is probably right that over that period there was a time when the strategy was lacking. Is the hope that that strategy is now there? And that it's going to bear fruit soon. I, well, I, I well, guess I'm that would have to be the I'm, I'm fortunate that I can go up there and, and I can watch the youngsters playing and, and playing games and playing friendly games. And there is several talented players that they've got, maybe 16, 17 years of age. And nowadays, you know, the clubs are playing 16 and 17 year olds. They might only be a year away or whatever, right. but there are half a dozen but players how much that Rangers harder, have got. How much harder will that be if there's a midfielder and suddenly Graham Shinney's name talked about with Ryan Jack already in there? And 
Jake Hasty's name being mentioned. I think there comes a point when we're either delivering as as the Rangers Academy players for the benefit of the first team, or we as a club, the strategy is to buy in the best of the rest. Well, well Rangers have got to get as, as good as they can. They've got to try challenging and win trophies and everything else. You can't just throw kids in at an age and expect them to do that. I think these kids that, that are that won that trophy. You know, over in the Middle East, I think in, within the next year you will find that they will be frequenting that bench, or they're getting games for Rangers because I think there are four or five of them that are good enough. Final word to you on this one, Michael. I, I, I hear all the, the comments. I, I just think that um, I wish I actually really like Stevie Gerrard. I really wish him well. Um, for my point, I hear what you're saying, Derek. But Celtic are not going to stand still. No, I agree with that totally. Yeah, number of players that are coming through the Celtic academy. You look at the first team. You look at who we've sold on as well. Um, It it certainly bears up what Daryl said. Well, well, Celtic have had the best squad for the last five, six, seven years in Scottish football. No, no, and that is a fact. That's why. That's why they've won all the time. Derek, I'm not scoring points. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm just saying to you, you're right. But but Celtic have had that right. basis for seven years or so. I, I know that. But the point I'm making is, uh, the productivity at Lennox Town has been far more prolific than at Auchinleck, and that doesn't even bring in uh, the external finance. And so, I wish Stevie Gerrard well, but I think Stevie Gerrard is going to prove to be Rangers' Liam Brady. Because of the financial gulf. Okay, thank you to Michael on the line. It's 01419511025. Keep those calls coming. We are going to hear from Stephen Robinson, the Motherwell boss. So get your calls in 01419511025 and a good full time teaser next as well. So far, more than a quarter of a million pounds has been won. 17,000. 21,000. 22,000. 35,000. 27,000. And we ain't stopping. Can't believe me. Yeah. The Cash Register The final week of the Cash Register Starts Monday morning at 8 Clyde One Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Derek Johnson and Daryl Broadfoot Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Still waiting to hear from you Motherwell or Hibs fans Because what a big game that is In the, the battle for the Ooh. top six Tomorrow Easter Road A massive game And quite a weekend for Stephen Robinson Two years in charge And his 100th game So get your report cards in please 01419511025 uh, What about this for a question though Looking for the 10 players Uh-oh. Since 1990 Who have been capped Played for Rangers And whose surname begins with a K <laughs> So we're looking for 10 players since 1990 Who've been capped internationally Played for Rangers And whose surname begins with the letter K Cottage Yes <laughs> Oh I was thinking capped by Scotland So capped, no, 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 capped no, no, by anyone point. Yes 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 Alright oh, that's fine since 1990 Oleg off. Yes oh, Well done There we go Andre Kanchelskis uh huh. Gordon DL's favourite. See, I like you better than Keevans. You've done well, Dad. <laughs> I'll take one more guess and then we'll move on. Oh. King. Mm, no, there's no King in there. Okay. Bert Conterman. 
Oh, good Bert. shout Well Bert done Conterman. Yes, right, that's a good start We'll leave it there well then done. So uh, <laughs> well we're looking done. for 10 players since 1990 Who have been capped internationally They've played for Rangers And whose surnames begin with the letter K Eric Duff sent this one in He sent it over to fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you want to send your questions in We'd love to have them We can never have too many So send them over I take it Mark Cately doesn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No I've just checked the list You're going to have to come back with something else Mark Cately Right Listen we spend a lot of time talking about Celtic Rangers Understandably so But Derek Big games across the place tomorrow And we mentioned that one at Easter Road Hibs against Motherwell The battle for the top six I don't think many people Would have thought Motherwell would have been involved When, when we had the winter break But they are um, And they probably Possibly Use whatever word you want Need to go to Hibs And do something tomorrow I think take something anyway From the game What was it Six games undefeated They went Was it six Yeah they were a great six run Before the Celtic Park yeah. game yeah. So fantastic run by them And having watched Hibs Against Rangers You know for The majority of the game I thought they were Very very average Hibs But I think they'll know Exactly what you're saying If they want to finish In the top six Then the ones that are below them They've got to start beating them So it's, it's a mega game For both of them And I think I think that could well be the match of the day. Don't get me wrong, St Johnston are in the mix as well, yeah, Darrell. But two sides coming at it from very different perspectives. If Hibs were to not finish in the top six, oh. that's a disaster. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Mother will have had that poor run, so they're now looking at it almost like a, a bonus, if you like. Well, well you look at the investment, again, I'll go back to budgets. Look at the investment Hibernian had made in Neil Lennon and allowed him to bring in a, a squad of players that probably got to the top end of their budget. Motherwell's story's been fantastic And Stephen Robinson I think is a an unqualified success I don't think there could be any doubt about it But bear in mind he'd one win in seven in December yeah. Fans were starting to question whether he should be there or not Suddenly six wins out of eight But also in the January window Kipri had left in the summer Bowman away Big Romana allowed out Andy Rose away And suddenly Out of nothing The manager said I want to invest in the youth I want to give youth a chance and you look at Ali Campbell, David Turnbull, we touched on Hasty, five goals in six games. It's not just, I think, the ability to navigate in that really competitive transfer, kind of free transfers and 80 to £100,000. Mm-hmm. He's managed to fashion effectively two squads this season. Invest in youth, and I think it's a terrific story and shows what can be done in a budget. Yeah. All of that, and we haven't mentioned Ross McCormick. Yeah, exactly. He was the, the, yeah. the marquee signing, Absolutely. if you like, hasn't... Yeah. Really played at all um, Mother boss Stephen Robinson We're going to hear from him He says he'll always be grateful to the board For keeping faith in him Two years since he was appointed And he takes charge of his 100th game tomorrow At Hibs So the two landmark uh, moments Coming around at once Here's what two he has seasons, to say And it makes him the third longest serving manager Which tells its own story <laughs> yeah, as well Yeah I think he might mention that I he's like 20 No but listen It's been a, it's been a good two years you know, we've we've got the cup finals twice and quarter finals. The club's made progress. We're in a we're a better points position than we were this time last year as well. And um, we've got all to play for the season. Probably isn't it a sad indictment on modern day football that you get no time to do anything, no time to build anything. You know, we've had a couple of spells here after the first cup final where we had a run of really bad injuries and results. Um, and the board were very good, stuck by us, uh, and the same this year again. I think the reality with our board compared to other boards is they know what we are. Um, they know the restrictions that we work under. At times, fans don't, you know, and the expectations have grown massively since I come into the football club. Um, but I think the the reality, the board, and know 
what we have, what we have to work with, and we we are doing extremely well with it. The, the coaching staff, the whole, the club as a whole, is moving forward. Peter Gray's on Twitter at Clyde SSB. He says Stephen Robinson outstanding two cup finals. Young players developed, changed the style of play, pushing for top yeah. six. He rhymes off a few. He says Kipre, Molt, Hasty, Turnbull, Campbell uh, became stars. Great job. Get your report card in two years. Uh, in the job 0141 951 uh, Darrow says though, Derek the Slightly sad and depressing thing Is that, that That's that's a, that's a that's a great innings nowadays You know Because it's <laughs> such a Such a, a quick turnaround For but, managers But it's fantastic I mean it's a gamble And it's a massive gamble By him throwing the kids in And they've been Absolutely sensational Which, which should say to You know The smaller clubs to be fair Can get away with that If there's nothing there And it's not working As you said Winning one game out of seven In December or whatever, What does he do? Does he just keep on playing the same players or does he try and change it, get a wee bit of youth, a bit of flair? He tried that and it worked and all of a sudden they're a different side. So definitely pass marks, huge pass marks for the, for him for the, for this season. Shows so the power of perseverance because two years is not a long time, but a board can easily get twitchy. Yeah. Last season, St. Johnson fans were saying it's not gone right for Tommy Wright. You know, we've had three, four great seasons, but maybe it's time for a change. Rebuilds the squad, gets energy in wide positions and suddenly... Things are looking up again for mm-hmm. St Johnson, so it just shows. Sometimes I think boards can get trigger happy and deflect mm-hmm. some of the negative attention away from themselves, and actually it puts them in a worse position. Listen, there are different ways of doing it. You know, winning games is pretty much the only thing it's that matters, line, right? Absolutely. But if you can somehow do it with some of your own, as yeah. fans call yeah. them these yeah. days, academy yeah. players, yeah. it just means that much more. Fan, you'll never the be able to fans take. Will be absolutely delighted. The emotion of it. Yeah, they've they've come from that youth team and, and they're now in the side. That's that's what youth teams are all about. As many of as possible, these players getting them in the first team and look at this season what they've done. Four of them, absolutely mm. wonderful. Is that where the the pressure? I mean, listen, there's always pressure for both teams, but is that where it falls more so on Hibs tomorrow? Because, like I said. Them not finishing in the top six is that's that's not acceptable for Hibs. Whereas no. Mother been in that position, they've they've timed their run. They've, it's not a free hit, but they come at it from a poor a poorer start to the season. Listen, absolutely. Remember at the start of the season, Neil Lennon was asked if a top three finish was achievable. Could could Hibs sustain a challenge? That was the narrative because he'd made such a great start to the season. By comparison, after two cup finals last season, questions midway through on. Should Stephen Robinson still be in a job? Are we hurtling mm-hmm. towards relegation? So absolutely, if Motherwell leapfrog Hibernian and claim a top six place, that lays claim to one mm-hmm. of the manager of the season positions. And you, St. Johnson fans, don't worry, we're not forgetting about you. You're still well in there as well. Mm-hmm. So anyone who wants to talk top six with us, now is the time. Oh one four one nine five one. At 1025. Let me just take a, a look at Twitter at Clyde SSB oh, because we've that. got some good answers coming in. Uh, on this teaser Can I throw another one From fans of all teams by the way It's not just Rangers <laughs> fans Go for it Can I throw another one Kamara mm-hmm. Finland mm-hmm. Iceland yeah. Finland Finland yeah, yeah. yeah It's a recent one for you Glenn Kamara Yep Alright yeah. let's take a call from Susan In East Kilbride Hi Susan Hiya What's your point tonight Susan? Uh, I've got two points mm-hmm. My first point was uh, About uh, Barisic like this season, he's been picking up a lot of injuries, and then when he's not playing, they're playing Halliday in his place. And I was just wanting your guys' opinions on if he should replace Barisic or stick with Halliday as the second person to come in. Uh, Derek, what do you make of that? I think Andy Halliday, you know, had a rough time last season with supporters. You know, not only Rangers fans, but Celtic fans were, were laughing at him as well. And for somebody to take all that in his stride and come back and play the way he's played when he started games for Rangers has been incredible. 
I think I think left back's not his position. We all know that. You know, you'd rather play, you know, one ahead of that. But I think when he plays at left back, and we all go back to that game on the 29th of December and that first tackle that was made in the game, when when he went went through the Celtic player, and all of a sudden everybody got a lift from that. That's the kind of thing that he does for you. It would surprise me. Susan, if tomorrow that, that he came back into the side. Barisic, you know, when he signed, I thought he was a fantastic player, played against Rangers, looked apart, started off well, and then he's, since then he's had a couple of injuries and he's never really got back to the way he, he, he played at the start of the season. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if there was a wee bit of fight in the side and, and certainly Halliday would give you that left back. It's been one sure. of the biggest disappointments because, as you said, Eric, it... He'd shown up well in the games that he played against Rangers. His first couple of games, he offered something different. He was quick, he was strong, and he loved a delivery. He could cross a ball anywhere. Without comparing him to Andy Roberts, and I don't wish to do that, but he could deliver a ball anywhere from the halfway line onwards. I don't know if there's a mental frailty there as well as the physical frailty because he hasn't managed mm. to find a partnership with Kent, which surprises me. You think Kent would actually be a, a compliment to him. Um, but intermittent injuries... An inability to play on plastic pitches And I think a large part of that with managers is psychological But he's not had any real run of form I can't recall the last time he had two or three assists in a row So as a full back You don't get much out of him now Having said that I think he's got the potential to be a better full back than Andy Halliday Well, absolutely. well he is a natural yeah. full back And, and yeah. you're right But, but Having if, you're not, said if that, you're not it, doing it and you need somebody <clears> in the side with a bit of passion and somebody can play well, just that, as that's well. That's what I was going to say. There, For yeah. all one of them is is a, a you know a conventional left back. He's a relatively big money signing as well. Um, is Halliday is he there or thereabouts in terms of being first choice left back at the moment? I, I detect. On social media and on the phones That most Rangers fans would be just as happy for him to play Than, yeah, than I mean, Any time he's played there Gordon He's done well Because he's one of these players It doesn't matter He just wants to play If they said to him go and play at right back Andy Halliday would say fine I'll go and have a go at it I mean, And that's what he, he was thrown in at left back They were short at one time And he's filled in there And he's done really well Because he's a good passer of the ball He's an intelligent player He's hard really well For you know, like coming in and like not playing that position Yeah no, he's done well. I, think, I, I would certainly like yeah. to see him play tomorrow. That's don't forget, sure. Barisic is a Croatia internationalist. I don't think it's as well. Fair as well that um, like anytime Barisic is in, like injured, Al Halde, like he steps up to the plate, he goes in and fills that position. But as soon as Barisic is fit, he gets Comes dropped like that again, again despite yeah. what he's done. Halliday's a fan's favourite, no doubt about it. And the powers of perseverance, I think you you look at what he's gone through. He's been out on loan. There's no doubt that he's worked. Twice as hard as anybody else in there to get a second chance However, the reality is As a full back, I think Barisic still has more to offer But it depends now if mm. Steven Gerrard wants to be a wee bit more circumspect If he wants to be hard to beat If he wants to bring McCrory in And Halliday in And get a bit more character into the squad Because that's the one thing That's on the line against Kilmarnock tomorrow Susan, what are you thinking against Kilmarnock tomorrow Team selection wise, any other... Well, tomorrow, um, they did, he did say that um, Arfield and Jack were a doubt. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too like I'm not too sure about that because Jack, when he's fit, he's like on the ball. I think yeah. he has like. You the think you think there's, there's maybe a chance for a young young McCrory to come in then, Susan? I, I think McCrory would be a good option. I don't understand why he has dropped him. Like I've got a season ticket. I go to all the games at Ibrox, and every time I see McCrory play, I think he's got so much passion behind him, like the mm-hmm. power, like. You see him, he goes for absolutely everything. Yeah, he goes for any ball yeah, and yeah. he just gets dropped like that. And I think the boy should get a chance. I wonder, amidst all this talk about Rangers and, and the creativity behind the striker being the issue, 
would he be tempted to if, if Scott Arfield doesn't make it to, to allow Ryan Kent to operate more centrally and I don't know play a a Glenn Middleton or someone left is is, is that an option just to? I think kick? I think I think it is an option. You know I don't think there's any doubt about that because if if he was somebody with the pace and the ability of Kent to pick the ball up, you know, 30, 40 yards from goal and run at centre-backs. You know, that, that is exciting to watch, but we, we don't know what's happening. It, I would imagine that would be an option uh, with, without a shadow of a doubt because you can play anywhere through the middle. Anybody that's got pace and has got the ability of Kent to go and take men on, I don't see why he couldn't play just behind the striker. Well, I think he has to be careful. The time for experimentation's gone. So, so to take Kent, who's arguably Rangers' yeah. most productive player out wide, put him... In the middle of the park but I, but I just wonder about his balance I think he's at his comfiest Receiving the ball mm. wide Cutting inside or, or but, but, do you know what, but you know what Darrell I mean Teams are now watching him And they're getting men in front of him Behind him at the side of he him has, He has started he's, roaming about He's not a he? chance to do that And he is roaming about So I'm saying Why not just give him that free roll Behind the striker When they're starting to focus on him Or doubling up That's when it's incumbent on Barisic To get up and yeah. support And get outside of him mm. So to put him in the middle I think it's a risk if you have Stephen Davis, you give him the number 10 jersey and Arfield and Jack are out, at what point do you have to throw in your marquee January signing? Susan, a few days on from the Aberdeen game with an eight-point gap and, and running out of time to close that, sum up for us how big tomorrow's game is for Rangers. It's it's huge. Like We cannot have, we can't afford to lose any game. I know, Gerard, after every press conference, it's the same thing that he's kind of saying now. That it's like, we're not we're not doing good enough. We're not, like, we've not got the killer instinct. And I think he's he is telling the players that, and it's up to the players to show up. Like at, when I was at the Aberdeen game the other day, and I was watching it, and a lot of the fans left as soon as it went two 0 up. But a lot of the fans need to realise that this is Gerard's first season. This is like players that he's just like met at the start of the season, brought them in, and he's just still getting used to things. And I think some Rangers fans' expectations are way too high they expected us to win the league this season expected us to win the cup but I think the cup was a realised realistic expectation until well they mm. did beat us yeah. <laughs> 2-0 Alright thank you to Susan in East Kilbride fulltime at Clyde1.com that's the address you need to send the questions in to try and test the pundits tonight it's been sent in by Eric he's looking for 10 players since 1990 they've been capped internationally they've played for Rangers and their surnames begin with K. Guys like Glenn Kamara, Andrei Kinchelskis, Nikola Katic, Bert Konterman, Oleg Kuznetsov. Any more? I'm toiling. I know what you need. <clears throat> Some thinking time. And no, I can provide no, that for you. I need a pint. <laughs> Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Daryl Broadfoot is here alongside Derek Johnson And they've been punching the air in delight Because they've been making some progress <laughs> On the teaser tonight that was sent in by Eric To full time at Clyde1.com Ten players since 1990 They've been capped internationally They've played for Rangers And their surname ends in the letter K Glenn Kamara, Andre Kinchelskis, Nikola Katic Bert Konterman, Oleg Kuznetsov DJ what have you got for me? Kiriakos I can't believe he's st- <laughs> Oh did you say that <laughs> He's still He's that oh, oh, Honestly I'm so you there. Sorry, sorry, the your night with torch. The sportsmanship well, sorry, I'll give you, I'll give, <laughs> I'll give you mine then In that case Nico Cranshaw There you go We're taking <laughs> oh, each other hey. We're taking each other's Listen, walk now Listen Kishnizvili Zurab Kishnizvili Surely Yes oh. 
left field one because he only ever went by his first name. Ah, you've got it. Yep. Two guy Kerry Moglu. There we oh. go. Listen, we've only got one to go, and we're just going to save it because I don't think you've got it anyway. But we'll save it because you've got about ten minutes left, so plenty of time. Well, Still time for you to get involved. Keevan, stay away at the boxing. <laughs> no, stay Keevan's, away. Keevan's <laughs> isn't Keevan's. one of them. Nah, he's not been capped. Keevan's. Oh, is he not? Nah. I thought he had. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need. Still time to get in touch. We are of course on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well, and I must say the response to the question. Has been really good uh, Gabby Amato Has thrown in the one That you've not got yet So don't go So we're going to say Gabby Amato <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, John Doe's in With one of them as well uh, There's a Have we got 11? No no Ooh. No no John's got the, the Kishnashvili one as well That you just got A few coming in For Cranchar Consumer Only yep. counts if okay. he spelled it correctly <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, let's have a. So we've a, a, got two to get. Sorry, we've got one, two to get. One more. Only one to get. So one plenty, get. plenty of time to get it. Let's continue looking at tomorrow. What, what else jumps out for you that, we, that we've not mentioned? I'm thinking the Battle of the Saints, purely because it's got ramifications for the top six battle from St Johnson's perspective, yeah. and also the Paisley well, like Saints. Saint Monday, Gordon. Yeah, what did you against Kilmarnock? I mean, the conditions were absolutely horrendous with the wind and the rain and everything else. But. I thought St Myrna were unlucky not to get at least a point. You know, Kelly scored with three minutes to go. Good goal that it was, you have to say, but there was nothing in it. And I thought St Myrna are fighting. You know, what? They're not, I know they're down there. What you need from players is players to roll up their sleeves and they're certainly giving that to the manager at this moment in time. It's been signs of life as well in the last few games at uh, St Myrna. Obviously, they, they, they beat Livy. It'll come down to goals, though. And, and they the went problem... Aberdeen and drew 2-2. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah. What, they went and got a point. Yep, yep. So they're in form. The problem they've got is goal scorers. When you look at how many goals they got last season from three or four different outlets and coming mm. up, Simeon Jackson, top goal scorer, five goals. Same problem at Hamilton Ackies, two wins all calendar year. Michael Miller, five goals. Dundee play mm. Celtic, so you wouldn't give Dundee much of a chance against Celtic, but at least in Kenny Miller, they've got somebody who's got, I think, seven league goals already. So... The race to the bottom, I think St Mirren need to get something to at least keep that momentum going. Yeah, I suppose the, the crumb of comfort for the Mall is that there's no real gap opening up. It's looked a couple of times like there might be. There's no real gap, so this idea of running out of games actually might not matter. It might no. be about hanging in there until they split because we all know that they then play each other. Sure. And listen, I'm not daft. I, I know that they would rather just do it now if, if they can, but at the very least, if you can hang in there until such times as you all play each other, there's still a chance really, Yeah keep in touch You don't want to go Six or seven points Behind at this stage If you're there Or thereabouts for it Because you're right It's all six pointers Every one of these mm. Five games is six pointers Livingston must be delighted They had the start They had to yes. the season yeah. Because again They have They have Jumped off a cliff Just now with With their form It looked like they've Stopped it Really recently But I take your point From the The, 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 the previous weeks what six, is it? 16 point gap Between them Yeah and you know, Gary Holt you know, he's, he's one of them You're looking at for manager of the year In there I'm not saying he's going to win it But if you've got three Probably or four managers manager yeah. For, for what he's quarter. done yeah. <laughs> For what he's done Well that's a, that's a fascinating fixture as well tomorrow Because Livingston go to Aberdeen Aberdeen are, are now flying high The expectations have gone back through the roof Because they've, they've knocked Rangers out of the cup home, But they've got a really poor home record yeah, no, and, that's it. and that that falls into the same category of fixture which Aberdeen have struggled in recently. Yeah, and Livingston, as much as the results have been really poor um, since the start of the year, they get a minimum level of performance. They're well organised. Yeah. They will match teams physically. Uh, they just don't have a goal scorer at the at, at the top end. The best goal is the, the centre back. Halkett yeah, is the absolutely. man that's scoring the goal. But they it? are frustrating to play against. Yeah. And if they sense a bit of fear, then they've got the energy. They've got that team unit. 
that can just grind out a, a goal the, the straw. The great thing, the great thing about them as well, Darrell, they, they're not a team of fancy soccer skills amongst them. You know, they get the ball back to front as quickly as possible mm. and they've got runners. Any throw-ins within 20 yards of the byline, they're throwing them into the box, Halkett's up and they're getting goals off of that. They are a danger for Aberdeen. It's also a test of Aberdeen's resolve. As much as there's eight points between Aberdeen and Rangers, if they genuinely want to show that not only in recent uh, matches that they're more than a match for Rangers... I don't think Derek McInnes will have given up on the chance of pegging no, back no, Rangers, understanding that Rangers Absolutely. have got two yeah. old firm games to play. Yeah. Uh, let's speak to Colin in East Kilbride. Hi, Colin. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me on. No problem, Colin. Um, what's your I, point? I, I'm calling regardless. It's not to have a, a, a dig at Derek, it's just an opinion, and also to agree with Darrell. Um, my, my opinion with Derek is a caller just about three calls ago said that. Um, Rangers weren't really moving forward and Derek disagreed and also said about Europe. Now, me personally, the only team that I think in the league's moved forward is possibly Kilmarnock. I think Rangers have went stood still and I think Celtic have went back the way because they never really kicked a ball to the end of September. Now, Derek made a point about Europe, uh, Rangers with Europe. They only really won one game in the Europa League. That That's not really good enough. If you take the qualifiers into account, they drew some of them as well, and I pretty much would think Derek would agree Rangers should be beating their teams anyway with the greatest of respect. To be fair though, Colin, is this not all about progress? That's what everyone keeps mentioning. And you take one European campaign which ended in disgrace in Luxembourg with Pedro Cachinha and Abush, and you fast forward to the next one where they get from the first qualifying round to the group stages. You're right, they didn't win many games in the group stages. You but can have your opinion on the standard. But I mean, they, they played Maribor, Osijek. I, I'm not sure... I'm not sure many people expected Rangers to win them. You can say now that you did, but at the time, did they really? Mary Bob, I would possibly agree with you. That that was that was a good result. But by and large, to, to me, I don't think Rangers are moving forward. I think everybody's standing still, apart from Celtic, who have went back the way. And they have had a good start to 2019. But by and large, there was a lot of dodgy results at the beginning of the season. Listen, I think Rangers fans at the end of the season will see the European adventure. As you say, the fact that Rangers qualified to get in at the group stages as a saving grace. I don't see the title as being a credible challenge. And yes, Pippin Aberdeen to second place would be progress of sorts in numerical terms. Being the second force in Scotland again. Which they haven't been. But you can't take that home with you. You can't hold that aloft at the end of the season. And I think fans, as much as they're rightly given Stephen Gerrard time, I think there'll be a, a reality check, a rude awakening in the summer and at the start of next season if Rangers can't show demonstrable progress in the next two Old Firm games or show that the squad will be enhanced sufficiently to make a better claim for a championship challenge next season. I keep hearing people saying, you know, you, you can't live off the European thing, Derek, but you can't, you can't ignore it either. You, you can't, can't, you can't it, no. wipe it. And it's an, it was an undeniable... That is an undeniable sign of progress Which, of course, which Rangers made and then, and then we will find out In the next couple of weeks It's 8 points at the moment If that stays that way Or it, it shortens That looks like progress But what if, yeah. you know, if it grows Then it'll be the opposite way We'll yeah. find out Well the monkey's off the back You know on the 29th of December Rangers hadn't beaten Celtic in a league game You know and they won it convincingly You know it was one nothing, But if it was 3 or 4 You, you couldn't have argued about it you know, being in goal was magnificent. There has been progress, not as much as probably the manager would like or some supporters. But that I think that will only get better. You know, as I keep saying, he now knows what he needs. The squad is not good enough to win it. I think Stephen's already said that. 
I think they'll be they'll be out there and there'll be three three or four big signings. I would like to think there may well be players going out the way because you can't keep adding to the squad all the time. But you've got you to get rid of the ones if possible. And I know it's not possible at times. Somebody's on a good contract, couple of years, getting good money. If he's not getting that anywhere else, he's not going to leave. I accept all that. But the squad is maybe too big and there's not enough good players in it. In order to get four or five players who will genuinely make a dent on Celtic squad, you're either going to have to take a hit on selling Alfredo Morelos to raise funds or somehow find fresh investment. Because again, as much as I go back over the flawed strategy, the kind of hodgepodge of managerial appointments, you cannot blame the various iterations of boards for not backing their managers. In some cases, they've overextended. And that's why I don't think... You talk about investment, but I don't think Rangers have had any value for money in the last five years for the investment that the club have put in. Not even Morelis paying a million and you might get 15 but Once you sell them, right, yes, right. but you look at the... You gross up the spend versus the return. And I think Morelis will be the one that makes you a yeah. profit. Thank you to Colin and East Bride. That will be the final caller of tonight. Uh, Hibs have confirmed the signing of Jonathan Spector on a short-term deal until the end of the season. James Bond's yeah. you, you may remember him <laughs> playing for uh, the likes of West Ham and Birmingham mm. down the road. Mr. Uh, just quickly then on the teaser, you've got one more. We're looking for 10 players since 1990 who've been capped internationally, played for Rangers, and their surnames begin with K. Guys like Glenn Kamara, Andre Kinchelskis, Nikola Katic. We've got uh, two guy. I just let Daryl pronounce the, the next bit. Uh, Zurai Kishnashvili. Uh, we've got Bert Conteman, Nico Kranchar, Oli Kuznetsov, and Soterios Kiriakos, which means you've got one to go. I've, I've got two names. Hopefully, okay. I've got one of them right. Kopila? Nope. Oh, or Kerkar? No. Oh, oh. Only two I can think of. I think I'm Kerkar. out. You're missing. It's in, Give me a clue. In many ways, it's the most obvious because it's the closest to home. What if I told you his first name also began with a key? Kevin Kyle. Kevin Kyle. Oh, there we go. Thank you, Derek Johnson and Daryl Broadfoot, for joining me, Gordon Duncan. Wow. Kevin oh, sorry Kevin <laughs> On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It was a busy night as always Thanks for all the calls and tweets We're back tomorrow A cracking weekend of football We hear from 2 o'clock I'll be here in the studio Hugh Keevans will be back Mark Wilson, Alex Ray And the top team all around the grounds As well in the meantime You can just stay right there And get your weekend started Because GBX Friday's up next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.